week, we started a new sermon series on strange and weird life challenges. Strange and weird life challenges. Last week we said, even though fear is not strange and unusual, God doesn't want us to live in fear. God doesn't want our imaginations and our dreams and our purposes get destroyed by fear. God doesn't want us to fall in the trap of the enemy so that he can take us away from the purpose of God and from the will of God. God doesn't want us to be faint-hearted, coward, and fearful and lose, eventually lose heaven. But God is saying, instead, I created you, I formed you, I redeemed you, I called you by name, you are mine. You are mine. That's what God Almighty says. And he is still saying, he said that, he spoke to us last week and he, today even he is still saying that you are mine. I created you, I formed you, and I redeemed you, I called you by your name and you belong to me, your family belongs to me. This morning God is continuing to speak to us. We are living in a time that is too much is going on due to the current pandemic on the face of this earth and there is so much of uncertainty about our future the stress that is caused by fear worry makes us to get, get frustrated and at times make us to feel that you are we are powerless and we are useless we are get, getting tempted in many different ways because we are unable to satisfy you know, uh, our desires and our needs the way we used to do. But you know, there is so much of temptation around us today. At times even we feel rejected. At times we feel even lonely. It's hard to know that what God is up to. We know that our God is in control. But it looks like God is silent. And what God is saying in this situation is an unknown to many of us, to most of us and all of us. Many times we pray, but we feel that our prayers are not reaching anywhere. At times even we feel that, you know, there is no point in praying for the pandemic. Anyway, what had to come, it has to come, it will come and it will go. What is the point in praying for pandemic and people who are struggling with it? You know, we are tossed with so many questions and so many you know, doubts during these days. As a child of God and as a student of the Bible, what exactly God wants me to do and how exactly God wants me to function during this situation. These are the possible questions in our minds. And I believe this sermon series really helps us to get you know, all of our questions and most of our questions answered. Even before we started this lockdown, you know, we started this series last week. I thank God for that. And today we are going to ask another question. Is it strange to feel useless? In another word, is it strange to feel worthless? Is it strange to feel useless? Is it strange to feel worthless? The feeling of uselessness or worthlessness is common among people 
of all age. The feeling of uselessness really increases when we are not, when things around us is, are not in our control. When our usefulness is questioned, we feel that we are useless. When we are comparing ourselves with others, we find that we are useless. I want you to pay your attention to me right now. You know, we get into the feeling of uselessness or we get into the feeling of worthlessness when things around us are not in our control. We get this feeling when our usefulness, you know, when ourselves being available on the face of this earth, when that, when that existence is questioned, you know, we feel that we are useless. When we are comparing ourselves with others, at times we feel that we are useless. The parts of the world where coronavirus, the cases are surging, people really feel that life is useless because they feel that nothing is in their control. The medical system is failing. The survival mechanisms are collapsing. Life itself is strange and weird. But now, it has become useless. It has become useless. When parents tell children, how long we want to keep you in this house? You are not studying. You are not doing any work. You are such a burden for us. And when children keep hearing this from the parents, they find themselves as useless. They find their life is useless. When husband tells his wife, that I've been, I have been working day and night and all the night, day and night I've been spending my time in the work and you are just simply sitting at home not doing anything and you are living in the money that I earn you know when the wife keeps hearing all these words re repeatedly obviously the wife starts feeling useless when come, you are comparing yourself with another student, your fellow student, or when you are comparing yourself with your co-worker, when you compare your lives with your life, lifestyle of your neighbors, and when your weaknesses are highlighted, maybe by somebody else or even within your heart, you feel useless. When nothing is working, unable to settle your problems, unable to complete your course, unable to find any proper employment, you know, in spite of making multiple attempts, still you are unable to do, come unable to come up in your career. And all your efforts of, you know, trying to secure your marriage keeps failing. And at times you feel useless. This morning I believe I'm talking to you. I believe I'm talking to those who are listening to me. Obviously, we feel at times that, you know, we are useless. We are a total waste. We are a total failure. Obviously, at we, as we age or as we become sick, the feeling of not being useful increases. We are living in a world that everyone goes through this cycle of life changes in this lifetime, sometime or the other. None of us are exempted from the impact of the life changes that are strange and totally weird at times. Is it strange to feel useless? How does the Bible deal with the topic of worthlessness or uselessness? How do we deal with the life that we are living and at times it is hit with a feeling of worthlessness? our uselessness how do we deal with this situation what bible is talking about it 
how word of God deals with such a situation of feeling worthless or useless number one we need to know God's wisdom in this situation God's wisdom is seen in the hierarchical order of creation God's wisdom is seen in the hierarchical order of creation or God's chain of commands if you can see the next slide there are next levels or there are nine levels of God's hierarchical structure I want you to know this because we are trying to understand why do we feel useless and worthless at times how do we overcome that feeling number one we need to know God's wisdom there are nine levels of spirit being grouped into three different orders as we see the first consists of seraphim cherubim and thrones the second order consists of dominions virtues and power and the third order of principalities archangels and angels and as we know angels are the spirit beings the human being then the human beings and animals and plants up to the materials that we see on the face of this earth we are trying to understand the wisdom of God the magnificent the amazing wisdom of our God Almighty in his creation that's how he created you and me and that's how he created all the celestial beings the spirit beings now in order to deal with the thought of uselessness we need to understand the wisdom of God in creation even when God created human being he made us together as a body as one body by attaching different members to the body and different members of different honor and different purpose Bible says Paul writes in first Corinthians chapter 12 verses 14 to 20 shall we read the scriptures together for in fact the body is not more not one member but many members together if the foot would should say because I'm not a hand I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body Verse 16 and if the ear says should say because I'm not an eye I'm not of the body is it therefore not of the body if the whole body were an eye where would be the hearing if the whole were hearing where would be the smelling Verse 18 but now God has set the members each one of them in the body just as he pleased and if they were all one member where would the body be look at the wisdom of God the way he created us but now indeed there are many members yet one body we're trying to narrow it down from the heavenly creations of seraphim and cherubim and the thrones and powers and dominions and virtues and principalities and from there you know we are trying to bring it down to the human body and even the way the human body is created even though it's just one body it's all with fi fixed with the different members different members are embedded in one, one body the one body cannot fully function without the cooperation of all the different parts a body cannot function as one body if the whole body is fixed with one organ the body cannot function as a body 
Listen to me this morning. A hospital cannot function as a hospital if everyone in the hospital is a doctor. The hospital requires doctors, nurses, the paramedics, the administration staff, the housekeeping, the lab technicians, and the catering service, and you know, various services need to happen for the hospital to function as a hospital. A school cannot function as a school if the school is full of principals. It cannot be a school. The same way a body cannot function as a body if the whole body is embedded with eyes. You know, diversity is the creation and wisdom of God. We see the wisdom of God in the way God created the, the entire universe in diverse way, in many different ways. None of the parts or individuals can say that they are useless. Listen to me. Their absence is going to make a huge difference. Think about in your body, if you lose one of the organs, it is going to collapse your life. If you lose your legs, you cannot walk. If you lose your eyes, you cannot see. You know, your function is going to be affected. We cannot say that some of my body parts are useless. We can never say that. The anesthesiologist is as important as a surgeon. If the, surgeons, if the surgeon cannot perform his surgery, if the anesthesiologist is absent, you know, today we don't realize the importance of people who are living with us when they are around us. But you know what? The absence is going to make a huge difference. You are going to miss deeply the absence of people who are living with you today when they are gone. We, we feel how important they are. Think about your own life. Some of those dear ones that you are missing today. At times you say that when, if they are around, it would be much better. If they are around today, at least there is somebody to call me. There is someone to talk to me. There is someone to care for me. There is someone to question. There is someone to just inquire about my, my well-being. And I don't have anybody around me today. None of us are useless. None of us are worthless. We must acknowledge the fact that is seen in the creation of God. We must acknowledge the fact that is the wisdom of God that made us today to be what you are and what I am. God wants you to know that it is the wisdom of God that he created you in this fashion. At times you question about your life and you say that, Lord, why am I created in this way, oh God? I could have been somebody else, Lord. I could have been, you know, done with, you know, I could have been given these kind of characteristics, oh God. These type of features, features, oh God. But this morning God is telling you, can you acknowledge the wisdom that you see today at times which we fail to see in this creation, in God's creation? Number two, how do we deal with this uselessness and worthlessness? God wants us to base our worth on what God thinks about us, <coughs> not on what people think about us. I wish that you get this clearly. God wants us to base our worth on what God thinks about us, not on what people think about us. We base our worth on what people think about us. You know, we are all wired in this fashion. We are all wired to be loud and to be cared and be accepted by others. The moment you don't receive that love and care, and the acceptance, we feel that we are useless. 
Moment that love is missing between husband and wife, between parents and children, we find that the life is not worth living because you love so much, so much, you love somebody so much and you don't get anything in return. And the moment you feel that, you feel that life is waste, life is not worth living. You know, man, remember this man is not capable of judging your worth. And even in fact, you yourself are not capable of judging your own worth. Because you are another imperfect individual. Because you, somebody else cannot judge your worth. Because he or she is another imperfect individual like you. Sometimes we ask these questions within ourselves saying, Do people really like me? Why do they say such weird things about me always? Why do people always hurt me? They can't talk to me straight. And when I open my mouth, you know, always they come out with words that really hurts me. Why that is so? Why am I in such a mess up always? You know, there are questions that comes in our mind. And when we think about the way we are getting treated by people around us. And this morning, God is telling you, do not base your worth on what people think about you. Even people you consider important in your life. People you consider that, you know, they are so precious in your life. They have their own insecurities. So what can you expect from such flawed people. What are you expecting this morning? That's what God is trying to tell you this morning. What do you want from people? What do you expect from people? They themselves struggle to find their identity. And they themselves struggle to make their, you know, to come out of their insecurities. And in the midst of all, you are worried because you are judged by such a flawed people. And this morning, God is telling you to come out of that. God is speaking to you to come out of that. God doesn't want you to get discouraged by what people are thinking about you. God wants you to base your worth on what God thinks about you. The Canaanite woman who came to Jesus for her daughter's deliverance totally felt that she's worthless. Matthew chapter 15 verses 22 to 28, she came to Jesus and this is what exactly she said, Have mercy on me, Lord Jesus, the son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Can you please heal her? You know what Bible says? Jesus did not respond. Jesus simply ignored her. Can you imagine the amount of worthlessness? The amount of uselessness she would have felt at the moment when Jesus kept silent. Canaanites were considered as evil Gentiles. They were ceremonially unclean. They were rejected by Jews. Now she's coming to Jesus and even Jesus ignored her. The amount of uselessness was building within this poor woman. When the disciple asked Jesus to send her away, she's been crying all along. And even in fact, Jesus said, I was not sent Dear lady, I was not sent to you, sent for you, except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And you know what? She pressed on and she came and she worshipped Jesus and she begged to him for help because the daughter is being tormented by the devil. And Jesus said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw them to the little dogs. 
What an insult on this woman. The feeling of uselessness was really pumped up in her bloodstream. With all the guts, you know what? She wanted to hold on to him because the daughter needed to be delivered. With all the guts, she had to say finally, yes, Lord. Even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus appreciated her faith and healed her daughter. What do we learn from this? People around her could not understand what the worth of that woman. Even Jesus at times when he considered for his own purpose for which he came to this, came to this world, even he was not considering her. You know, this is what happens today when people are busy today on the face of this earth, you know, looking their own business. At times we feel that we get neglected. But this morning God is coming back to you and telling you, do not assess your worth based on what people think about you. If you have a problem of feeling uselessness, remember this woman. Remember this woman who was just very stubborn in terms of approaching Lord Jesus Christ. He, she did not want to give up. She did not consider what people are telling about her. She did not consider even what Jesus told about her. Jesus even compared her to the little dogs. But eventually, she was very persistent and she was appreciated. And God wants you to base your worth on what God thinks about you. God thinks about you. Imagine there is somebody who's sitting there and always thinking about you. Psalm 139 verses 17 and 18. David says, how precious also your thought to me. Somebody is thinking about you. Oh God, how great is the sum of them. Verse 18, if I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. What a blessing it is that to be with God, to walk with God, because there is somebody who is imagining, who is thinking about you. God delights over you. That's what Bible says. Someone finding joy in someone finding joy of knowing you. Our God is finding joy of knowing you that you are a child of God. Our God is finding joy of knowing you that you are a man who serve God. You are a woman who serve God. Psalm 18 verse 19. He also brought me out of them, out into a broader place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. There is somebody who is joyful because of what you are, because of the way you have been made. Psalm 18 and uh, 19 is uh, what we read right now. And God loves you so much. Imagine the deep love that someone has for a person who is flawed like you and me, who offered his own son to die, to make you as his own daughter, to make you as his own son. He even gave his only begotten son. He is there is somebody who loves you. Romans 5, 8 Bible says, But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And the way God is caring for you, imagine there is somebody who is always taking care of all your burden, who is meeting all your needs. There is someone next to you who is always taking care of you, where man cannot do it, but your God can do that. First Peter 5, 7, God is saying, casting all your care upon me, because he takes care of you, because he takes, for, takes care of all your burden. God will never abandon you. Imagine someone who never leaves you alone, 
who never get distracted or, or, or never get dis disgusted with you, never get disappointed with you, who is always with you. Deuteronomy 31, 8, God says, and the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you and he will not leave you, not forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. He's the God who doesn't abandon you, who never abandons you. He's a God who doesn't forget you, who never forgets you. Imagine, that, I think this is how we need to understand. Imagine someone who tattooed your name in his palms. Imagine someone who has written your name, which can be never taken, never removed in, in, in his palm. That's what Bible says in Isaiah 49, 6c. I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are continually before you, before me. You know, Bible also says God sings over you. There is somebody singing a love song over you day in and day out. Imagine someone singing a love song for you. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save and he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with his singing. You know, when you sing songs to God, when you, when you hear what God is singing over you, when you sing songs back to God, you know, you see God rejoicing over you and singing the love songs over you because he loves you so much. Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, God sees you as a masterpiece. See God, how important you are, how priceless you are. You have been made with a purpose. Masterpiece is something the best the artist could ever make. Your God had created you in the best and he has fashioned you in a much better way than ever you could imagine. Ephesians 2, 10, reading from NLT, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. God thought of you. Even before you were formed in the womb of your mother, there was somebody who thought about you. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And this morning God is telling you, My daughter, I knew you. My son, I knew you. I know you will be going through such a life on the face of this earth. You will face such tragedies in your life. You will face such challenges in you. But I knew you and I am with you. You are so special. Morning, God wants you to know that He is considering you priceless, worthless. It is much more than what you could imagine about you. And do not grieve God, saying that, Lord, why did I create me? Why did you create me on the face of this earth? Why did you bring me to this nation? This morning, God wants you to know, do not hurt God. Do not wound his heart over and over again by these thinking, by these thoughts in your mind this morning. God wants you to know very clearly. Thirdly, your worth is in your hands. Your worth is up to you to find a place where you are needed. If God had created you on this earth, if you are still around on the face of this earth, the people, those who are born with us, there are many, many babies were born, you know, during the time when we were born. They could not even make out. Even outside the hospital, they died there. Our friends, couple of them, you know, then they studied with us in the school. 
They are not around today on the face of this earth. We had some university and college friends. They are no more. We had some colleagues, they were working with us for a couple of years. We just heard the news that you know, they are no more on the face of this earth. If God is making you, you know, keeping you still around, remember there is a purpose for your existence. Find your place to serve. Then you will realize how important you are, how precious you are. There are people around you, they need you. Do you know that there are people, they are looking for you? Do you know that there are people around you, they need you? At times you feel only people, those who are looking at you as useless, as worthless. But remember always, there are people, they are looking for you. You need to find a place where you are needed. I remember the man whom Jesus spoke about in Mark chapter 5. Can you have the next slide? Who was living in the tombs. <coughs> Who was possessed with unclean spirits bound with the shackles and chains and living in the mountains and crying out out loud and cutting himself with stones utterly useless for anyone he was in fact a nuisance for many people around him he was a total nuisance for his family because his family is put into shame total shame and at times they were in trouble of because of what this man has been doing Totally useless, a waste, who was considered as a trash. When he came to Jesus, Jesus cast the demons out. I mean, there is, there is something amazing then that happened there. And he asked him to go back to his town and proclaim the gospel of Jesus in that place. A man who was of total waste and useless for the community. When he came to Jesus, he found his worth. And this morning, exactly that's what God wants you to do. You need to find a place where you are needed. You are not needed everywhere. You are not wanted by everybody. There are many out there today who are in need of you. People are hurting in the city that we are living in today. Can you find somebody who is in need of you? It may be just spending an hour in a week with them. Maybe just reading a book for them. It may be somebody who is in need of help, you know, in getting his or her groceries done. Somebody, you know, may be in need of help you because, you know, they need somebody to take them for a walk. Taking them to the doctor. Helping them to, you know, uh, get all their appointments done. Helping them to get all their uh, daily errands done. Maybe just providing some companionship to somebody. There are people out there, they need you. Even during COVID situation, it may be just a phone call. It may be just over internet. You just connect with them and talk to them and provide your support and encourage them. Continue to pray. Continue to come to church. Continue to listen to the word of God. And encourage them that the God is with you. And just pray for their family members, those who are affected today. There is always someone who is in need of you. We will feel and we will realize our worth when we find our place where we are called to serve the community. There is always someone who is in need of you. Can you find them? Paul is telling in Acts chapter 20 verse 35. He is writing to the elders in the church of Ephesus. 
And this is what he says. He says, I have shown you in every way, read this carefully, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, we are living in the days, listen to me carefully, I'm just going to finish now. We are living in the days, if you live for yourself, you will be disappointed at the end of the day. We are living in a life, we are living in a season, if you live for yourself, you are going to be disappointed at the end of the day. When the world is attacked by the plague, we, are, we feel that we are unable to secure anything for ourselves. That's the reason with confidence I'm telling you this morning, just do not live for yourself. You will be disappointed at the end of the day. When the world is totally attacked by this plague, we feel that we are unable to secure anything on the face of this earth. The life is done. Can't breathe. Not even oxygen is available for them. They had everything else. But what is the use? But what we do to help others, what we do to support others, is going to stand. And those things are going to stand and speak in favor of you on the day of judgment. What you do for others, the support you provide, the amount, the, the, the hours that you spend in prayer, in sending your offerings and supporting them and caring for them, those who are in need, helping them in out in many different ways, they are going to stand on the day of judgment and they are going to speak in favor of you. Living for yourself is going to disappoint you. Find a place where you are needed. I want to ask this question to you before we close. How many hours in a week you volunteer either in the work of God or by involving you in one of the social causes or helping to someone who is in need? How many hours in a week you do this if you have a pen and paper with you, I wish you could just write that down. How many hours you volunteer? You make yourself available for someone else or you make yourself available for the work of God. The next question I want to ask you, leave it with you. Do you encourage your children to do that? Your children will find meaning in serving God when you link to the need of the society your children will not find meaning in what you do within four walls inside four walls your children will know will children will will uh, will have meaning for what you do the children will have meaning for your spirituality when you link what you do with the need in the society Jesus if you remember always he was serving the people in the society anything that he did anything is linked to somebody getting healed somebody being fed somebody coming into the kingdom of God it's always linked he was not just sitting inside the four walls and clapping hands and worshiping God that's not the thing that God wants you to do that's not the call upon your life God wants you to come out of that the world is in need people are in need around you 
and your children will find then you need to train them properly send them for volunteer work and show them what you do and how it is affecting impacting the community around you otherwise they will not follow God they don't find meaning in following God we are not useless we are useful but we need to find where we are needed then God can use you as we close just want to summarize and just get into a time of prayer is it strange to feel useless we feel at times useless and worthless if we do not know the wisdom of God that is seen in the diversity of his creation at times we feel we are worthless and useless if we base our worth on what people think about us at times we feel useless if we don't find the place where we are needed but in fact but you know we will find ourselves useful if you realize the wisdom with which God created you and me we feel useful ourselves we find ourselves useful if we base our worth based on what God thinks about us if you can find a place where you can serve, where you can volunteer, where you can support for a social cause, where you can you know, be a channel for God's love to be seen in the society, in the community, that's where you are going to find the usefulness that you have in your life as we serve God. This morning I believe God is speaking to us. So it's not, it's not strange to feel useless. At times we feel useless. But Bible deals with the topic very detailedly as we dealt with this morning to a little extent. And this morning God is asking you, shall we just get into a time of prayer this morning?